It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio this week, Monday, Tuesday. So great to be with you again. It's uh, been a couple of months since I've guest hosted for Sandy. For those of you we haven't met, my name again, Jay Christian Adams. I am president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, publicinterestlegal.org. We're the nation's only law firm dedicated exclusively to election integrity. And I'm also a commissioner, Trump-appointed commissioner, President Trump appointed me the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. I'm still there. I may be the last Trump appointee in the federal government in 2025. Maybe. But we're talking today with you about what's going on in the United States. It's been a wild, crazy weekend. Can't get away from these uh, folks who want to disrupt everything in our lives. And, of course, we're talking about the pro-choice militant protesters, right? Like, imagine in 1972 when Roe v. Wade came down, if people who disagreed with it started going to justices' homes, going to justices' churches, going to justices' breakfasts at the local diner and getting in their faces. But see, of course, that isn't what happened in 1972 because most people who disagreed with Roe most people who didn't like the decision Roe v. Wade, they respected American institutions. And one of those American institutions was an independent judiciary that is not subject to harassment. It's not subject to threats of violence. That's not subject to unneighborly responses. And we'll be talking a lot more about that in this hour on American Family Radio. If you'd like to talk to us, the rest of the country, it's 1-88-589-8840. Again, 1-88-589-8840. We'll be talking more about that the rest of the show. But tomorrow elections are happening, aren't they? In some very important states, in some very important elections. One of them's in West Virginia, where uh, I went to college, WVU, Mountaineers. And there we have a fascinating situation because... West Virginia used to have three congressional seats, but because of lost population over the last 10 or 15 years, they're now down to two. So the legislature in West Virginia collapsed two of the congressional seats essentially into one. And tomorrow will be the first election where the two incumbent Republicans are facing each other, Alex Mooney versus David McKinley. And like a lot of races, President Trump has endorsed Alex Mooney and other Republicans and some Democrats have endorsed David McKinley. Well, right now we show that Mooney has a 15-point lead in the latest Metro News West Virginia poll over David McKinley. That election is taking place tomorrow. 
So AP report says Mooney has ridden the strength of an endorsement by Donald Trump, plus the growing population of his base in the eastern panhandle. You know, the eastern panhandle of West Virginia, it's that part that stretches over to D.C. It's almost become a suburb of Washington, D.C. But it's a suburb of Washington where people have to drive a little bit longer and they might like living where they uh, can, hmm, let's say, live their lives the way they want to. West Virginia is a extremely beautiful state, but it has a lot of people in it that really understand what America is all about. So this will be an interesting race to watch tomorrow. And that's Alex Mooney versus David McKinley. Keep you up to date on that one. But going back to the issue of the day, as you know, somebody leaked a draft opinion in the Dobbs case out of Mississippi. The draft opinion was written by Justice Alito. That means, most likely, that there is a majority on the court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, what does that mean? Let's get some basics down. A lot of these clowns who are showing up at people's churches or spray painting the church, oh yes, that happened in Boulder, Colorado, or showing up to disrupt services, oh yes, that, that happened all over the country, think that if the Supreme Court strikes down Roe v. Wade, that abortion is instantly illegal. Not true. Not true. It just means that state legislatures will have more leeway to enact laws related to that. Now, does anybody think that the legislatures in California, Massachusetts, Delaware, you know, we can go on and on. Maryland, Illinois, any of these legislatures going to enact laws restricting abortion? Answer, no. In those states, because the people of those states probably by majority, support the status quo. Nothing's going to change there, is my guess. But you would think that what the Supreme Court is about to do, or, or may do, is going to suddenly ban abortion. Not true. Now, some people might wish that it did, but I'm telling you, it doesn't. All it does is send power back to the states. And that's how our country was set up, isn't it? where controversial issues can be settled by people closest to the people. What do you think should be the law in New York if you're a New York legislator? You see how this works? When something is a hot, boiling topic, sometimes the best answer is to have the decision-making decentralized. Now, I know a lot of you out there are saying, well, wait, we should have a national standard that protects the right to life. I get that. I get that. But in the meantime, in the meantime, doing what the founders of this country thought was important is an important step. And that's what Justice Alito's draft opinion did. So now that we got that straight, that the Supreme Court is not about to ban abortion. The Supreme Court is not going to do that because it can't do that. That isn't how the country works. But these people on the left, you would think that that's what they actually believe. Today's Washington Times, listen to this. The homes of two Supreme Court justices, and we'll get to that in a minute, where they live, but bear with me. The homes of two justices were targeted by demonstrators over the weekend 
as activists made good on their promise to bring the fight on Roe v. Wade to the court's conservative majority. Because after all, thuggery is the tool of the day, isn't it? Intimidation. Dozens of demonstrators chanted slogans and waved signs on a rainy Saturday evening as they marched, marched between the homes of Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh in Chevy Chase, Maryland. And we'll get to that in a minute, why that's important. The march, and listen to this, people. Just, just imagine who you live near. The march was organized by a neighbor, Lucille Wooten Holloway, who built it on Facebook as a, quote, neighborhood candlelight vigil for Roe v. Wade and abortion rights against our corrupt, theocratic Supreme Court, wrote Lacey Wooten Holloway, H-O-L-W-A-Y, Holloway. Here's the real quote. Listen up. You want to know who these people are? Listen to this quote. If you take away our choices, we will riot, says Lacey Wooten Holloway, H-O-L-W-A-Y, of Chevy Chase, Maryland. Okay, you will riot. We get the threat now. We all kind of suspected that about all of you on the left, but thanks for making it clear. If we don't do what you want us to do in this country, you will riot. Oh, yes, we saw it all over the place, didn't we? Across the cities that got burned. Sometimes, if we don't give you free stuff, you riot too. Like happened in Alexandria, Virginia over the weekend at a My Eye Doctor. Oh, go watch that charming video. A mob storms an eyeglasses store with hammers, smashes up all the cases, and runs off with with $20,000 in eyeglass frames. Now, my question is, if you're going to loot somewhere, isn't the eyeglass place like last on the list? Because don't you need the prescription frames? Do they not know that those display frames don't have prescription lenses in them? And how do you know which prescription you need? You need to make an appointment with the eye doctor there before you riot. So at least you can get your lenses. But this is what happened in Alexandria, Virginia, because after all, rioting is a thing these days. If you overturn Roe v. Wade, we will riot. Got it. Now we got to figure out what we're going to do in response to your riot. Thanks for making that clear. Now, we're coming up on a break, but I want to raise the issue of Chevy Chase, Maryland. Now, first of all, Lacey Wooten Hallway, H-O-L-W-A-Y. Maryland's legislature is never going to pass an abortion ban. No matter what happens in the Supreme Court, you will always get if you want it, an abortion in Bethesda, Chevy Chase, Annapolis, or all throughout the state of Maryland. Because Maryland is one of the most liberal left-wing states in the country. So it's never going to happen, but yet you will riot. So imagine if your neighbors did a protest against you. How incivil that is. But that's, once again, who these people are. We'll take up the issue of why it was only Justice Kavanaugh 
and Justice Roberts who faced a protest. And that's because they live in Chevy Chase, Maryland. I wrote a piece at PJ Media last week. You can go online, PJ Media, J. Christian Adams. And it outlines how in the Commonwealth of Virginia, it is illegal. It is a crime to do a protest at somebody's house. Your home is considered by the legislature of Virginia a sacred place that you should enjoy tranquility and peace and not riots. And so Virginia has a criminal statute that makes it illegal to protest at someone's home. I wrote about that last week. It's a, it's a misdemeanor. You can also get a civil injunction with punitive damages in Virginia if someone protests at your home. I actually volunteered to do that for Josh Hawley when Senator Josh Hawley had protesters at his house. They didn't take me up on it. I would have been happy to file a lawsuit. And I will, I'm happy as I sit here today. I'm a Virginia lawyer. If anyone out there listening has left-wing protesters show up at their home, email me, and I will endeavor to represent you in court to get an injunction against them. I will do it with joy. And I won't even bill you. Because your home is your castle and is a place of family tranquility. But after all, these people hate the family, don't they? These people don't give any regard to the fact that you're there with your family. You know, Justice Roberts, at least he used to have little kids. They're probably older now. Obviously, they're older. But just imagine if you're at home. I know Justice Barrett has kids, small kids, and there's a bunch of lunatics out front. That's why we have the law in Virginia that protects your home from lunatics protesting on your doorstep. But why does Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh even live in Maryland? That's the other question. I mean, it's, if you live in D.C., you know when you live in Maryland, you suffer. You live in a different environment in Chevy Chase than you would in Fredericksburg, Virginia. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios this week, portion of it. I want to hear from you, 888-589-8840. It's 1-888-589-8840. Going to be back with your calls and what it all means and why it is that Lacey Holloway has so much anger, so much hatred. It's almost like a obsession, isn't it? We'll be back on American Family Radio right after this. The communist government has spoken. There's no room for Christianity within the walls of China. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and the man named Katsu is an evangelical pastor, a little more than 50. He serves outside of Beijing. I won't identify his village. But I would guess he has been beaten in jail 25 times over the course of his ministry. Most recently, they beat him so severely he could not get up for a week. They let him go and told him to never speak of Jesus again. About a week later, a knock came on his door. He was somewhat reluctant to open it, but he found Hyo the bitter atheist interrogator who beat him terribly had one question that burned in his heart all week long. Why were you at such peace when we were beating you? So Katsu would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ together. They've witnessed thousands coming to Christ who all need Bibles in China. At $5 a Bible, would you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down each day from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. 
Today we pray for Patricia Kushwa, Acting Chair of the United States Parole Commission. Her agency works to promote public safety and strive for justice and fairness regarding the release and revocation of offenders under its jurisdiction. Isaiah 32.18 reminds us of our goal of peace as a nation. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Right now with this in mind, let's pray. Dear God, we ask you to bless Commissioner Kushwa in her task of helping keep our country safe. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. This is an important election year in your state and all across the country. And we're joining together to pray the vote. Details at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. A pro-abortion group has published the home addresses of every conservative Supreme Court justice. Ruth Sent Us is the name of the organization. They threaten to use a diversity of tactics to force accountability. Justices Barrett, Alito, Kavanaugh, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Chief Justice Roberts are on their hit list. It's all part of a strategy to bully and terrorize the judiciary. Some might even call that an insurrection. The White House refused to condemn the doxing or the protest, even though several of the justices have young children still at home. Press Secretary Jen Psaki says peaceful protests are not extreme, even on the front lawn of somebody's home. I'm sure Justice Roberts' neighbors might disagree with that. The Democrat Party is being governed not by the United States Constitution, but by Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. If the left doesn't get what they want, they burn down the city. I'm Todd Stearns. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I am in for Sandy Rios today. So nice to join you this morning. We're taking your calls this hour, 1 we just heard a segment there where uh, Peppermint Patty, Jen Psaki, was saying there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with peaceful protests on a Supreme Court justice's lawn. Well, guess what, Peppermint Patty? In the case of Virginia, there actually is because it's a crime. You are not allowed to protest in somebody's neighborhood in front of their house. It's a crime. It is a misdemeanor crime. You could be arrested by the police for it. And you could be enjoined. In other words, I can take you to court to stop it and get punitive damages against you. You know, I got an email from, uh, I wrote this piece at PJ Media, which you can read online, about why they're not doing this to the Virginia justices. And that includes Justice Thomas, Justice Alito, Justice Coney Barrett, uh, Justice Barrett. These folks live in Virginia. And it's rather interesting to me that. Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Roberts were targeted. I don't think it's only because they're the they're seen as potential quizlings on this. 
they're seen as people who can be bullied and intimidated into changing votes. I'm not saying I believe that, but apparently somebody does. But they didn't protest in Virginia. They didn't protest in Alexandria and Fairfax counties because it's a crime there. Taking your calls at one 589 Let's go to Jim. You're in Arkansas. What do you have to say this morning, Jim? Uh, yes. Uh, the, the problem I have... In 1972, the Constitution of the United States was violated then, and it's taken all this time to correct it. The states have the right, not the federal government, and that's the problem I see. But the, the left cannot even see it. They don't want to. They're, they're ignorant of the law, and they're ignorant of the fact that they'll still be able to murder babies. And that's okay. Upsetting to me. So, thank you. Sir. Well, thank you for, for the call, Jim. Let's let let me play lawyer for just a moment. So bear with me, and re- we'll reset the the legal jurisprudence here. In the original Roe v. Wade case, Jane Roe said that there are constitutional rights to have an abortion, and they argued that they emanate out of the Fourteenth Amendment Due Process Clause, the Ninth Amendment. Uh, the penumbras, uh, it's first I learned that word when I went to law school, penumbras of the Constitution, meaning like the shadows of the Constitution. And look, this was, this was a flimsy but not incredible argument, okay? It was weak but not implausible. But yet the court bought into it, even though there was no text in the Constitution that says this. And it was based on a number of other cases like Griswold versus Connecticut, which I'm not going to get into here for a variety of reasons. And it basically pushed the limits on what does the Ninth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, and so forth mean. There's a chance to overrule it in 92 called Casey versus Planned Parenthood, and the court refused to do so. But it changed the, the Roe decision a bit by saying that states have the power, not the right, the power to regulate prior to, to viability. Of the fetus. Well, here's the problem. Nobody who believes in Roe v. Wade can point to anything in the Constitution. Like, we can all agree there's not an area of dispute. It doesn't say the word abortion at all. And so that's why they had this theory of penumbras that they came up with. And here we are with medical science changing, with ultrasound, neonatal uh, surgery and all sorts of other medical advancements of the last 50 years. And the Dobbs case is squarely in contrast with Roe. And the question is going to be, does the Constitution give states the power to protect life before a certain point? That's not the status quo. All signs point to the court is going to say, yes, states have the power to do so. That, in a nutshell, is the fight. And when we have a tough issue... We usually let state legislatures decide it. Now, the other side will say, when we have a constitutional right, we have federal courts decide it. That's the divide in this country. That's the divide in this country, and we're about to find out. Uh, and one of the reasons you let states decide it is because it's a steam valve, right? What's her name I started the show with? Lacey Wooten Hallway, H-O-L-W-A-Y thinks the federal government should have a national 
right to abortion. And many other people, particularly those of you listening, think that it should be decided by the states. And if it's decided by the states, people in Louisiana won't be subjected to the laws of Boston. Oh, this sounds like a pretty old fight, doesn't it? This sounds like something that's been going on in this country, ooh, since like maybe the 1850s. Except this time, the moral high ground has flipped. I'm Jay Christian Adams. You're on, I'm in for Sandy Rios this morning on American Family Radio. Shirley, you're in Tennessee. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. I'm proud of our state for um, at least taking some sort of stance. I wish it would end all of abortion. But in any case, I believe I can explain these people's anger. They are part of a death and anger cult and culture. They don't see it yet because they're not analyzing themselves. The Lord said in his holy word in Matthew, not everyone who saith unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter into my kingdom, but those who do, do, do the will of the Father. These people have listened to a bunch of preachers that told them they don't have to do anything. They have to believe. The problem they got is that just by believing doesn't get you to heaven because the Lord has already told us that the angels, there are demons who are also believe and they tremble. So it's not just the belief, they need some action. The problem is these people have one finger pointed at everybody else, telling everybody else they're going to hell. They're those that actually believe because there are some who claim to be Christians who support abortion, which they're not. They got to go introspectively, like the Lord said, examine yourself. You can't can't be a Christian and support this. I believe that. Let me tell you something. The Lord speaks it. They say all of you people are the problem. You don't support uh, this genocide. But uh, the problem that they have is they got three fingers pointing back at them because the Lord says in his... Um, in the uh, Bible, he says us in Romans chapter 1, not only do they do wickedly, but they support it. So these people, if they look at their lives and introspectively and see that not only are they doing wickedness, but they're supporting it, they will understand that hell is going to be hot for them too, because they are also not surrendered and fully yielded to God. God calls us to give up in this world. He calls us to take up our cross and follow him. Whatever burdens you have to bear to, to be in Jesus whether it's giving up a gay lifestyle, giving up things that you claim to love, give it up for Christ. He's saying, because the day's going to come that not only these people are going to kill the babies, they're coming after us. We read that well, in Revelation 12. Right, and you raise an interesting point there, and thank you very much, Shirley, for that. And, and that's another, it's another aspect of all of this fight, isn't it? Is when you institutionalize and excuse a ritualistic and systematic killing, there's a slippery slope, isn't there? I mean, we can see in history example after example of when life is devalued, the things that happen, whether it's shipping millions off to a gulag, whether it's doing live action experiments uh, in Acton program in Germany with, 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 you know, twins and, horrific things that I, I don't really even want to think about. Whether it's Pol Pot in Cambodia, the killing fields, where it's Mao in China, all sorts of terrible things happen once you start to devalue human life. 
And that's a slippery slope. Now, you mentioned something else I want to talk about, and that's the people who say something is okay when it isn't. And, and I have to address this as it relates also to the president, who says he is a Catholic, and then sets up, along with Pelosi, who also says she's a Catholic, and sets up this idea that there's something okay with this. And there isn't. It's not an am- ambiguity inside the Catholic Church. It's, by the way, it's also scandal when you lead people to a wrong conclusion. And there's no ambiguity within that theology. So when the President of the United States or Nancy Pelosi talks about some consistency between their beliefs on one hand and beliefs on the other, it's outright wrong. It's outright wrong. You, you, might, you would be better off if you were like this woman in Chevy Chase, this screaming neighbor who promises to riot. You guys know her name by now, right? <laughs> okay, okay, one, one more time. Lacey Wooten Hallway in Chevy Chase, Maryland. At least she's consistent, isn't she? The article doesn't get into her broader theological beliefs, but somehow I suspect when you're threatening to riot, I can take a pretty good guess of what they are. But at least she's consistent. Give give the devil his due on that score. It's not like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi trying to con us uh, by twisting and perverting a theology. Tom, you're in Arkansas. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. What do you have to say today, Tom? Well, good morning, sir. I always enjoy it when you fill in for Sandy, although she's the best, you know. But uh, I'm really <laughs> right, glad I know. bringing this, this topic up. And I was disappointed uh, at my church and many people. I've only spoken to one person, actually, whose pastor on Mother's Day actually talked about this topic. Oh, my. And uh, I, I just really believe that it was a mystery synergy opportunity on Mother's Day and to have all this abortion stuff going on. And there's the, the scripture is replete with references to, you know, knowing us in the womb and, 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 uh, you know, just, you know, Psalms, Psalms and uh, I, I don't know, I just like getting a little tongue tied here on the radio, but, you know, it shouldn't our churches be making uh our faith more relevant to day-to-day life? Really? You know, I don't know. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because I had an interesting experience this weekend that I've never had before. I've never had it before in an American church. And that was the threat of violent disruption. And it wasn't just something I read about in the news. It's something that our parish priest sent around. Listen to this. Just listen. Imagine getting this email. As you, This is from... St. Mary's Parish in Alexandria, Virginia. As you probably heard, an activist group called Ruth Senna's is planning to protest the possibility of an upcoming Supreme Court decision supporting the culture of life in CAPS. They may protest inside our, or outside our Catholic churches. We're following the diocesan recommendation that we have a police presence. To that end, a policeman will be present at all masses. Father Halfway has asked that several members of this particular church group, and the Knights of Columbus will be present at all masses if possible. Because the protesters will probably blend in, it's not necessary to have someone at each door. 
All ushers will be asked to be extra vigilant for any possible desecration of the Eucharist by protesters. If there's a protest, the celebrant will continue the Mass without disruption, and the ushers will take care of the protesters with help from the Knights of Columbus and making sure the policeman is alerted. What is this nonsense? We shouldn't have to put up with this in America. Just imagine if the segregationists decided to do this in 63 in Birmingham at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. Blend in would be a little harder, but try to blend in and then disrupt services of Martin Luther King. I mean, this is outrageous that in America, emails have to go out like this on Friday. And by the way, it wasn't just this church, just because we're in the diocese that where three of the justices live. It was all over the country. There were churches spray-painted all over the country and protested by, 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 I don't even want to use the word I want to use. But let's just say, go look at the videos, okay? Go look at the diabolical woman, I think, in a, in a leotard filled with dolls up in New York in front of St. Saint, Saint P- uh, Saint Patrick's. I mean, these people are nuts. They're nuts. There's something going on upstairs. There's something going on in their heads that caused them to lose it and threaten and riot. Jeanette, you're in Louisiana. Good morning. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Jay, give me a second. I'm on the post the floor. Let me step outside. (laughs) You've got more than a second. I I, I won't, uh, you know, Uh, it's one thing when you, when you see it, we're going to have to get you on the other side of the break. Hang tight, Jeanette. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. What do you have to say? 888-589-8840. Want to hear from you. Is it okay to riot? That's what they're promising openly. Not a secret. They tell it to reporters. We're going to riot. We're going to burn, loot, destroy. All of these things that you didn't think were possible in America. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. We'll be back with more of your calls after this. If you are engaging in sexual sin, today is the day to repent. As it was corrupt in Judah, let's be honest, the same things are happening today. The pornography addiction amongst the body of Christ is through the roof. And by and large, many in the church are not discussing these things too often because many of the people who are entrusted with the responsibility to do so, they're bound themselves. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III on American Family Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, host of Secure Freedom Radio. It's your personal daily intelligence briefing about the challenges we face, how they're likely to affect you, and what we can do about them. You can find Secure Freedom Radio here every weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to learn from our extraordinary experts what you need to know and will want to share. Join us for Secure Freedom Radio tonight at 11 Eastern, right here on AFR. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. 
My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When the prodigal son parable is discussed, the focus is usually placed on the young son who squandered his inheritance, yet returned home when he came to himself. But if you look closely at the biblical text, you'll see it actually reveals the inexhaustible love of the father. Jesus' storytelling reveals that this was no usual earthly father. When the young son squandered all, brought shame upon himself and his family, the father sees him from a distance, runs to him, and restores him. That is our Heavenly Father. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. The American Family Association presents the Marriage Family Life Conference 2022 along with a youth apologetics track. The Marriage Family Life Conference does not exclude children on purpose. It's It's built built in. in. We want families to come. And the thing is, if you look at what people who hate God are doing, they are going through great lengths to indoctrinate our children. Yes. And so this is a a chance to be on offense. They're going to be equipped, you know, at the same time you're being equipped. We care about what's happening with our children. Please join us for this year's conference, July 7th of the 9th, at the Bancourt South Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi. Register now at marriagefamilylife.net. Better hurry, though. Registration ends on May 15th. We're just looking for ways to help equip families for what's going on. This is Frank Affney with the Secure Freedom Minute. The -the across-the-board wrecking operation that Joe Biden has unleashed on America has two common denominators. Every one of his policies is harmful to our country, and every one of them seems to benefit the Chinese Communist Party. Take, for example, amendments Team Biden has proposed to give the CCP-controlled World Health Organization sweeping new powers at the expense of our national sovereignty and independence. Even absent a renewed pandemic, the WHO will be able to dictate to the world not just public health policies, but even whether travel and trade restrictions may be imposed. Welcome to the China model, brought to you by the people who inflicted on us COVID-19, lockdowns, and vaccine passports. International voting currently expected to approve Biden's latest betrayal of our country will occur in two weeks. Will anyone challenge, let alone effectively oppose it? This is Frank Avney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. morning, everybody. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios today. So nice to talk to you. You can follow me on Twitter at electionlawctr, at electionlawctr. And I'll be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow, of course, is a big election day across the country. We talked about the primaries in West Virginia that are taking place with Alex Mooney uh, running against David McKinley, Alex Moonley being the candidate that Donald Trump is supporting, is up by 15 points. Rebecca, you're in Arkansas. Good morning. What do you have going on in the election tomorrow in Arkansas? Hey, our early voting starts today, uh, and May 24th is the actual primary date. And I'm supporting Jan Morgan, who isn't even going to vote in the U.S. Senate for any bill 
that supports plan any uh, budget bill that supports Planned Parenthood. She is so livid that our Republicans keep supporting Planned Parenthood. They have show votes, and yeah, this goes back. Grassroots candidate. Thank you for that, Rebecca. This goes back a number of years where uh, Speaker Boehner was uh, didn't want to shut down the government over funding of abortion, right? Like, okay, that I guess means you'll never shut down the government, will you? Um, if you <laughs> if you have taxpayer funding of that, so okay, that that's how it goes. A lot of people disagree with it. Um, so we're talking about the rage on the left about the possible overturning a Roe v. Wade and returning the decision to the state legislatures. Because remember, that's all that the Dobbs case would do. It would send it back to the state legislatures. And I'd like to know uh, which states would actually do anything. I don't think California, Washington, Oregon, Illinois, Minnesota, uh, um, you know, Delaware, Maryland, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, you can go around the country, are going to do anything. So all of these folks losing their marbles are still going to have what they want, but yet they have to threaten to riot. Stephen, you're in Louisiana. What do you think about the threats to riot and the intimidation game being played out at Supreme Court justices' homes? Good morning. Good morning, Stephen. What do you think? Yes, yes. No. Uh, sir, thank you for taking my call. Um, many of the comments that you have made, you seem to be incredulous that all of these things are happening. Uh, the Marxian <clears throat> rules for combat are to create absolute chaos <clears throat> so that a country will fold in on itself. That is what all this is about. I could go to the Russian uh, I think it was volume four. I can almost go to the paragraph as to what is going on. And I urge you to find someone who can show you these uh, revolution manuals developed by the Russians. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Stephen. Right. And, and let's be clear about something. I think it's going to get worse. I'm not shocked at all by this. I'm, I'm incredulous, correct, and angry and upset and disappointed, but I'm not shocked. I'm not, I'm not a caught unawares. I think these people are capable of far worse. I think there's some of them out there that are planning to do something that I don't even want to say because it might give somebody an idea. I think that they're far more capable of way more disruptive things than they're already deploying. So let's be clear. I'm not shocked. I am incredulous. I'm angry that they've done this to this country where they've blown up all the institutions. They've torn down the firewalls. They've obliterated the things that bind us. They've gone after those binding glues for years. They've attacked the fabric of the country in order to disunite us. They despise the flag sometimes. They they make fun of the family in Hollywood movies. They ridicule people's faith. Believe me, I know these people. And I know that they're capable of a lot worse 
than they're already doing. And my question to everybody listening is, what are you going to do about it when they do it? Are you going to speak up? Are you going to be the one to say to the neighbor who says something uh, annoying or offensive, thinking you know they can just say anything, who says, you know what, I don't agree with you. We're so interested in being civil. Like, like Sandy Rio says at the beginning of the show, sometimes we're not called to be nice. Sometimes we have a responsibility to do what Peter didn't do and stand up and say, yeah, I'm with him. That's what I think. That's why I'm trying to trace this out so people can get an architecture of what these people are up to. They're up to destroy the fundamental freedoms that people fought in places like Brandywine and in the swamps of South Carolina and on the fields of, of, uh, of Yorktown and, and, and Valley Forge in the middle of a Christmas night. So one day, we could be sitting to the radio listening to something like this that's almost revolutionary these days. That's what this whole game is about. It's about the creation of a unique opportunity in this world where the human spirit can rise and fulfill their potential and say what they believe and worship God and build a nation. That's what's on the line. The alternative is paganism, barbarianism, totalitarianism, all of those isms that have destroyed human life throughout history. So yeah, I'm incredulous, but I'm not naive, because I know what's at stake. Jim, you're in Mississippi. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Sounds like you just painted a picture for the first sentence of the Declaration of Independence, and we don't even speak that language. That first sentence says it comes a time when it becomes necessary for people to separate themselves from the political bands which they've been connected. When you go to the polls to vote, you have Democrats and Republicans on the ballot for most practical purposes. It has become necessary for us to declare a separation from these people and as a decent respect to everyone involved, declare the reasons why. We, we are divided on irreparable issues where the political wealth is disconnected with the laws of nature, nature's God, and self-evident truth. How do you bridge a gap that's that wide and that deep? You can't. And that's where we are, whether we like it or not. And, and men in this country, you better decide if you're going to grow a pair. Because it's gonna well, here's the thing. You said it's it, it's 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 hard to. You need to separate. Well, I would suggest that it might be easier to bridge a gap than it is to separate in this country right now, because it's not like it's 1860. Okay, this is not a clean north-south divide. Justice Kavanaugh apparently lives next to a lunatic whose name I've been saying this whole show, and I promise not to say again. And I'm tempted to say it again, but I won't. So he lives next to a lunatic. How does he separate from his neighbors who are now marching in front of his house? 
You see, do we all do what happened in India in, in 1949 or thereabouts, where, where if you're Muslim, you go west, and if you're Hindi, you go east? Is that the kind of separation? Because that's the only kind I can think of would happen. And that's not practical. That undoes the union. I get what you're saying, that we have incredibly profound differences with these people who are trying to destroy this country. I get that. I'm in total agreement with you. But what I'm trying to say is the options are limited, aren't they? We can't very easily, what are we going to do in the neighborhood? Okay, everyone who's not Republican needs to leave now. I mean, they tried that in, in Yugoslavia. We saw how that played out. It didn't go so good when you start getting into that kind of game. So I'm going to try something different. I think we have to evangelize. For far too long, we have sat silent. Oh, these are the things of the earth. We, these are the things of the world. We, we let principalities and powers, those are worldly things. I'm not going to get involved in that. And then look what happens. People check out. People burrow in to what is important to them. And I understand all that. And I understand people don't like to stick their neck up. And let me tell you this little secret that I told somebody the other day. People like others to stick their necks up. They're looking for leaders. They're looking for the person to say, I don't agree with that. They're look and How many of you have ever had a neighbor? Maybe not if you're in Texas, okay? Kudos to everyone in Texas. This doesn't happen. But has anybody had a neighbor or you're at a party or something and someone says something, they just assume that you're you know, one of them. You're, you know, they just assume you're a, a liberal or a leftist. And like, oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? And you're like, no, I didn't hear that. And you, you brush it off and move on to the next topic. Well, maybe it's time to say, you know what? I agreed with that person said that you don't like. I'm not saying be a jerk about it, okay? Like, don't go to Justice Kavanaugh or, or don't go to Justice Sotomayor's house to tell her you don't like the opinion. Now, I know nobody listening would do that. Because we have a different set of values than, okay, I won't say the name, the rioter, the one who threatens to riot if she doesn't get what she wants, like a petulant toddler, isn't she? If we don't get what we want, we're going to riot, okay? <laughs> that's, I, I think that's like four-year-old logic, but that's what's in the newspaper this morning. Donna, you are in Texas. What's going on there? Thank you for taking my call, Mr. Adams. Uh, real quick, you asked two questions, and Dr. Frank Turek's show this uh, weekend answered both of those questions, one in a book called The Abolition of Man by C.S. Lewis, and the other in a book that was written by a professor at UT Austin. His name is Dr. J. Budaszewski, and he wrote a book called Revenge of the Conscience. And so your first question was, what is causing all this anger? Well, that would be the rebellion. The rebellion of knowing that you made a mistake. We have, what, 60 million babies who have been aborted, which means 60 million women are dealing with the shame of that sin. And instead of coming to terms, repenting, asking for forgiveness, and getting on the right track with God, they go a step further. 
because now their conscience has, has to seek revenge. In order to do that, they need to gather people around them who are sin-like-minded and have committed the same types of sins. So now we go to the answer. The answer is going straight to the heart of the matter. It's not, yes, we can have abortion. No, we're not going to have abortion. The, the heart of the matter is the wound that got these people to think this way in the first place. And the fact that they have tagged on with the thoughts of Saul Alinsky and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and the extreme left that keeps perpetuating the same sins and then audaciously goes further out the limb of sin in in the case of aborting or our actual infanticide in California 28 days after the birth. Right. And so, I think it raises an interesting question as to what to do about that. I mean, one, one thing I've seen done are ministries dedicated to uh, making sure that mothers who are considering the question know that they will be taken care of. I, I regularly see collections of of, of formula and diapers and all of the other accoutrements of motherhood being bestowed on people in this choice. And I think that maybe uh, that is a way to try to break through the noise and break through the angers, letting them know that there's a landing place for them when they choose uh, one different path. I'm Jay Christian Adams. Thank you so much for being with me this last hour. I will be with you tomorrow, same time, same place. Subbing for Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Everybody have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.